a local Virginia girl raised Christian in a hardcore household, evolved and grew into a beautiful agnostic. Now she interviews people and talks about Bible stories. This is Brittany's Bibble Stories. <laughs> Something like that. Lift me The Israelites are going back to mm. Canaan, and specifically there's a guy named Balak. Uh. Balak the Moabite, because they're outside of some place called Moab. Uh -huh. um, and Moab is scared of these guys, so they Balak the Moabite, who's in charge, says, Hey, I'm going to get a guy, and that guy's going to put a curse on all these people. This is the way that I'm going to solve this problem. Balak sends for this guy who's in a different city, and he sends and Balak sends his servants, and then his servants go to Balaam and say, "Hey, we brought you a gift, so then you can." Ha it was like a, a divination fee, mm. which is cool because they don't mention taking the divination fee back. They just bring it to him and say, "Hey, we'd love for you to come here and say whatever you want, and you'll do whatever you want." But also, we want you to curse these guys. And by the way. By the way. So, Balaam is the guy who's being petitioned. He's like, yeah, you can bring me my money. And, but then you're going to have to wait. You're going to have to wait until tonight. And then in the middle of the night, God comes and speaks to him. Mm. Which is weird. This guy, Balaam, as another Gentile prophet. Uh -huh. So his speaking to God is real. Uh -huh. And in the story, it's also real. So what God tells him is, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like what well, okay and he says don't do that because because they are blessed and he says okay cool and he sends the servants away and the servants go back to Balak and Balak says I'm gonna send more servants <laughs> send them again so they send them again and, and then it's more words and more things to talk to Balaam and Balaam says I'm gonna think about it again. <laughs> and then in the middle of the night God comes back to him and says okay if they come back to you and ask again then you can go do it. But only if they ask again, and also you should still follow me. Balaam doesn't do what God tells him to do. Ooh, mistake. Ooh, it's a big mistake. He doesn't wait for them to ask again. He just goes and travels down. Mm. Because, you know, I think we agree that when someone comes and asks you for something, and they've already asked twice, it's weird to have, tell them to ask again. Like, like hey, you don't have to tell them to ask again, you know? You just, I mean, get, just gotta tell them no twice and say, oh yeah, they'll totally ask again and they won't tell everybody that I'm a bad whatever I am. Because I'm not exactly sure if other people understand that he's a prophet. What I imagine is the case in the area is that there's a lot of guys who say, I got a main line to real God, mm -hmm. and Balaam is just so happens to be the guy who actually has a main <laughs> line to real God. But here's the main story of what Balaam is. Balaam is going with two servants and a donkey mm -hmm. to go to Moab to, you know, do his thing. Mm -hmm. He didn't go along with the servants that, you know, the, mm -hmm. the Balak sent along. He went along by himself. Mm -hmm. So as they're going along the road, the donkey sees an angel in the road. The donkey sees an angel in the road. The donkey sees an angel the in the road. Don't. The people don't see an angel in the okay. road. The prophet doesn't see an <laughs> angel in the road. The donkey sees an angel in the road. And then he goes off-road. He just goes into a field. Reasonable. And, yeah. And, you know, Balaam doesn't like it, so he beats the donkey. Because that's... When a donkey isn't doing what you want, you, you beat the donkey. Mm -hmm. So... 
it's beating the animals. Like that's yeah. that's sad. That's hard. Like, uh, have you met a nice donkey, Brittany? I don't. I'm, I've met. I've pet a donkey before. It was yeah. very sweet. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I feel like donkeys are nice. Then they're going down what they call a narrow path. Mm -hmm. So they're not on the road anymore. They're on the narrow path. I don't know how they set things up in the narrow path. I assume it's like a servant in the front, servant in the back, Balaam on the donkey, mm -hmm. right in the middle. And then, ba and then Balaam's donkey sees the angel again. Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the And then the Balaam's donkey decides that he's going to veer off. So they're in a narrow path. One side is a wall. The other side is, I assume, a sheer cliff. And Balaam's donkey just puts his foot right into the cliff. Just like... Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and Balaam doesn't like that. Mm -mm. Like water in the middle of it. So mm. that's what I imagine. Yeah, so it's like slippery and dangerous because right. if it's water, like, mm -hmm. ugh. Like imagine like even like a, a little bit of water, like you're just going down a stream maybe yeah. and it's just very yeah. claustrophobic. Mm -hmm. um, the angel's there again. Mm. Yeah. And then the donkey can't go anywhere, so it just lays down on the ground. Mm. Balaam's angry again. <laughs> and what happens is something strange. And that I believe Balaam beats the donkey again, so third time mm -hmm. because threes, laws of threes, laws of threes. Um, and then God allows the donkey to open its mouth. Ooh. Yes, and then the donkey says, "Why are you beating me?" Which is really, oh, man, this is sad. And I then, mean... like, uh, and then Balaam goes and says, "Well, you did all these bad things to me," and it's like, "Have I ever?" represented you poorly in the past. Have I ever done bad things to you in the past? And then Balaam, I think what happens, Balaam realizes he's talking to his donkey and he says, no. Not, nothing else, just no. Okay. And then God comes and opens his eyes mm. and and then he sees the angel and he goes, oh no. <laughs> and he like gets down on his knees because angels are terrifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a... You and I both know this uh, theme of people who see angels are immediately told, do not be afraid. So yeah. we can assume that angels are horrifying yeah. madness yeah. creatures. Mm -hmm. The angel says essentially, hey, you're not supposed to be here. You're disobeying God's words. And, he's, and Balaam says, I am so sorry. Can I go home? Should <laughs> I go home right now? And the angel says, you can go. But just remember to only say what I tell you to say. Mm -hmm. And then... He gets back on the donkey. The two servants who are still there somehow <laughs> all go go the rest of the way to Moab. Does That's he it. Continue talking. Does he just keep having a donkey? He's Does just, the donkey just never talk again? And he just knows that the donkey is like a thinking, feeling being that yeah. can talk. I don't yeah. Know. Does he? Does he continue riding the donkey? I mean, does it he? Seems that does way. anybody else hear the donkey? Is yeah. he losing his mind? It's it's a mystery. Like yeah. it's real. I mean, it's real appealing because first of all, you get the, the threes, mm -hmm. and the three places are like different places, and yeah. they have different solutions depending on the place. So that's mm -hmm. ooh, I, it's good. I want to talk about Ehud. So this is okay. in the Book of Judges, right? So there's like uh, Israelites are just wandering around doing their thing. There's like a long string of people who are in charge. Mm -hmm. So this is Ehud. So he's left-handed, important detail. Ooh. He is, uh, you know, the Israelites, they like keep offending God, so they keep being put under someone's hand. So right now right. they're under the hand of Eglon, E-G-L-O-N. So oh. Eglon is obese. He's extremely fat. Oh. Yeah, so he's like oppressing them. So Is this like a king? Yeah, he's a fat king. He's a fat king. P-H-A-T, fat. So Ehud is like, I don't like this, and he has a plan. So he straps a cubit long sword to his right leg, 
In a previous episode about the arc, I said, I don't know what a cubit is and I don't want to learn. Well, guess what? I learned. It's 18 inches. It's very long. So it, It's like a, I've been told a cubit is like from your elbow to the tip of your finger. Well, BibleGateway.com says that it's 18 inches. I mean, that's like 18 inches. I don't know. I can't, you can't just hold your hand up and say, the, on this podcast, the, it's the length uh, oh, of my that's, arm. that's true. Okay, so, so. He's got a cubit long sword that mm -hmm. he strapped to his right thigh. So like a short sword, so yeah. like a D6 that right. damage. Yeah, exactly. So at least a D6, you know. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, he's got advantage too because he's left-handed. Oh. So for advantage. He's like, I'm going to give tribute to you, king. And he's like, I like tribute. And then Ooh. he's like, but I got a secret. But I can only tell you in private. And the king's like, I want to hear the secret. Oh, man. This guy likes food and secrets. Yeah. So so they go into his upper room alone. All the servants are out. Ooh, this seems. So Ehud, okay. he takes out his uh, sword and he stabs him so oh. deep that his fat envelops the sword and his bowels just go everywhere they just discharge wow. so he had this like this is disgusting and he just leaves the sword and just gets sucked into this dude's fatness so oh. imagine an 18 inch long sword and the hilt all being enveloped in this fatty that is so fat yeah it's pretty oh gross my gosh. like i'm not trying to fat shame but the bible is mad fat shaming this dude yeah i mean it's okay to he's this, obese he's obese like yeah. if you're it's 18 inches Especially at the time, like being obese at the time is like there is no McDonald's. You have to work hard to be fat. Yeah, you have to be like rich yeah. and have people who bring you stuff all the yeah. time and not walk everywhere because that's the way you exactly. get around. Ehud locks the door and he <laughs> leaves out the porch, right? So all the servants are like waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting. And they go, like, oh, I guess he's in the bathroom. He's probably pooping. Yeah, and so they wait. A... Yeah. So they wait to the point of embarrassment. Whoa. That's the exact phrase in the Bible. <laughs> and then they unlock the door and see that the king's dead. So this is like some real Game of Thrones shit. Yeah. Ehud goes to the Israelites and he's like, let's take over. So then they just kill a bunch of people and it's all good. Man, this guy is, he can organize people? I mean, not really. He just knows how to be left-handed. Be left-handed and stab people. Yep, very good at that. I mean, is it, wait a second. Do left-handed people have more secrets than everybody else? I think we all know the answer to that. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. All right, so now we're going to go to Judah and Tamar. So this happens uh, before Joseph goes on his, you know, dream interpretation journey. This is one of uh, Jacob's sons. Jacob's sons. So Judah is one of Jacob's sons. There's another guy who's his buddy. His buddy's named Hira. He, he and his buddy go off to his buddy's place and they work together and they do buddy things. And then Hira finds uh, Judah a wife. And that wife is Shua, S-H-U-A. She and Judah have three sons together. The first son is named Ur. The second son is named Onan. And the third son is named Sheila. Shayla, Shayla. Ur, Onan, and Shayla. So that's important because mm -hmm. you got the oldest, you got the second oldest, and you got the youngest. Mm -hmm. So there, there's a reasonable amount of difference between Onan and Shayla. Like, mm -hmm. there's there's a time frame there. Mm -hmm. No, what happens next is that Judah wants his son Ur to get married. So they go out and they find Tamar. Tamar and Ur get married. Mm -hmm. Though there's a surprise ending, Ur is a bad person. So God kills him. When the oldest son has a wife and the oldest son dies, the wife 
needs to go to the next son because, you know, it's part of the household, so uh-huh. you're going to marry the woman so then she doesn't have to go out and be homeless. Or Onan then marries Tamar. But Onan doesn't like this. The, the goal, because Judah tells us what the goal is and tells Onan what the goal is, is like, we want Tamar to have a son. Or have children, so then she's part of the family. He doesn't like it so much that instead of, you know, doing the deed with Tamar, he decides to... Spill his seed. Spill his seed instead of giving Tamar children because he doesn't like Tamar. He doesn't like this, and he doesn't want this to happen. So he's just going to, you know, spite somebody. And God's always watching, because mm-hmm. remember, God's always watching. And watches you masturbate. God watches you masturbate and watches you not impregnate Tamar and decides specifically because of that. Because now what happens is God decides it's so bad that he's wicked. Mm-hmm. And because he's wicked, God kills him. Yep. So right now, we're... Two out of three sons mm-hmm. have been killed by God because they're wicked. But then that's not what Judah thinks. Mm-hmm. What Judah thinks is that if I give Sheila to Tamar, he might die like his brothers. Mm-hmm. So this is this is a weird interaction. Because, you know, he's not saying, oh, these guys are wicked. My sons are wicked. He's saying, oh, Tamar. First yeah. time, shame on me. Second, Second time, time, shame, shame on, on you. you. <laughs> and and then what happens, the reason why I know there's a little bit of age between Shayla, the, the youngest son, the third son, and Tamar, is that Judah says, hey, uh, Shayla's kind of young. Uh, why don't you stick around, be a widow, until we marry you to Shayla? So some time passes. What happens in between time is that Judah's wife dies. So that's that's sad. He's mm. in mourning. He decides after that he's done with mourning, he goes with his buddy to go shear his sheep. Do work, essentially. Go, mm. I'm going to go back to work. Uh, but this has been a while, and Tamar has noticed that Shayla is old enough for her to marry him, but they're not getting married. Mm-hmm. So she gets a little frustrated. She gets a little bit angry, and she does the classic thing that you do when you get angry, you become a vigilante. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes, you you become you put on a costume. You become a costume criminal. In this case, the only costume that she can put on is a veil after taking off all her other clothes and becomes a temple prostitute. Well, she looks like a temple. She prostitute. looks like a temple, but remember, it's a costume. She's a vigilante. She's there mm-hmm. to have for a purpose. Yeah. And what she does is she is actually very quick. Apparently, she goes to roundabout where Judah's working mm. and Judah's walking around because, you know, that's what he does. And he sees this person, this temple prostitute, this shrine prostitute and mm-hmm. says, "Hey, I want to I want to do the deed." Like like, "Hey, what what let's do it right now." And she said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you going to give me for?" And this is a weird interaction already because what I don't know what a shrine prostitute is. Like, well, you gotta gamble. Yeah, I guess like he's willing to gamble because not only he says, "Hey, I'm gonna give you a goat," she, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just, I, I promise to give you a goat. And do you know what she says? She says, "I need some collateral." <laughs> Something that you know you have on your person. How about your seal, its cord, and the staff in your hand? I don't know what this means exactly. It's important later on because... Well, it's like his signet. Is his signet. So it's, it's like, like individual. a... individual. Yeah, so it's like his symbol. It's yeah. like his business symbol. Like he's yeah. doing business and this is his business Exactly. Well, it's like when Pharaoh gave Joseph his signet ring. That's okay. like saying that you are in charge. It's yeah. like giving someone power of attorney. So then they lay together. She becomes pregnant. 
And then he goes back to his buddy and says, hey, buddy, can you take a goat and find this lady who has my signet? Like, mm. yeah, and, and my and my cord, and my staff, mm -hmm. and give her this goat, and everything's great. Okay, so his buddy goes out, he doesn't find her. Mm -hmm. And then his buddy comes out and says, I couldn't find her and nobody said she was ever there. <laughs> and he says, okay. He says, we shouldn't do anything about this, because if we do anything about this, it's going to be into my deep, deep embarrassment. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the worst thing for me. So let's pretend that this doesn't happen, and pretend, and you know, if she has it, then shame on her. She should not have that. <laughs> uh, and then let's just go back. So go about our business. I, I don't know why this is a good strategy, but he goes back, and then... They find out, and, and Tamar also goes back. She transforms back into Tamar rather than mm -hmm. the temple prostitute. Mm -hmm. And then people find out that Tamar's pregnant mm -hmm. because she didn't change, but, you know. Yeah, she's still pregnant. She's still pregnant. And then Judah doesn't have any th thoughts about it other than, oh, thank goodness, let's go burn her to death. Well, I think she's a whore. Yeah, I mean, she thinks, but it's also really convenient because she al he also thinks that if Shayla gets married to Tamar, mm -hmm. Shayla's in danger. Mm -hmm. So, hey, I just got rid of the danger by yeah. this very convenient pregnancy. What Tamar does is she takes the seal, the cord, and the staff and sends it to him saying, hey, the person who's the father of this child is the owner of this staff mm -hmm. and signet and cord. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he says, oh, Tamar is so righteous <laughs> and doesn't kill Bernard to death mm -hmm. and then raises the child. And well, she has twins. Oh, she does have twins. There's This is a weird story. Oh, like, oh, this I is want to take over this part. Oh, you, right. you want to do All right, so she's got twins, because I, I love twins. stories of twins in the Bible. It's oh always so gosh. juicy. So, I mean, like, because that was the whole thing with Esau and Jacob, is Jacob comes out grasping onto Esau's heel. Uh, so in this one, she's pregnant with twins. So the first kid, he's about to come out first, so he sticks his hand out, and the midwife puts a scarlet thread on so that you know who's the firstborn. Okay, midwife but then, is guess so what? quick. His arm gets pulled back in, and then <laughs> His other brother comes out first. And then his other brother just, like, yanks him back in. Like, think about what that midwife was thinking about. Oh. Just looking at this is like, oh, this, let me put a, oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. Twins are, twins are weird in the Bible. Especially also, the Bible. Judah, like, I don't understand exactly how, hey, I met this prostitute and now she's pregnant. Uh, like, now it's twins? Like, yeah. ugh. Thanks for being on the show, Kevin. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. That's it for the show today. Special thanks to Phil for help with audio production, composing the opening theme song, and laughing at all my stupid jokes. Email me at artcannotbeamonologue at gmail.com to send me your feedback or cute pet pictures. Check the description for our website link and our social media presence. In this year of our Lord and Savior, 2021, good luck and Godspeed. As best I can, I'm not... A professional actor, but I will try. You're the most professional actor that I have. <laughs> I've never been paid, so. Well, uh, about give to me. Be. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs>